show 19 from last week and he's back <laughs> thanks for having me rob uh, <laughs> this is pod about pod the podcast about making our podcast and what our podcast should be about i'm rob and i'm joined by ryan howdy what's going on rob hey we're here we here we did it I, I'm, um, glad, I'm glad to see you made a full recovery over the yeah. last week of quarantining. <laughs> I, I, like I said last week, we it wasn't a matter of of if it was a matter of when. We all saw it coming. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> it was bound to happen to me. It was bound point. to happen. Yep. <laughs> but we've pushed past it. Done it. You know, you, more important, you pushed past it. Really, it's it's more of a yeah. But that was only with the strength that I knew that you and the listeners were sending me. That's right. That's right. You know. That's right. We came together. We beat this. We did 19. have a moment of silence for you at the end of the show. <laughs> we did have that. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Much respect. Thank you. Yeah. Of course. Without you know, don't don't mention it. um so housekeeping i think you guys know the drill at this point but if you're new to the show you can follow all of our links you can find our social media you can uh find all the listening platforms although if you're listening to the show you've probably already found your preferred listening platform of choice but probably if you're looking for a different platform of choice Go to podaboutpod.com. You can find other platforms to listen to the podcast on. And also, while you're there, you will notice a little button that says support this show. You can support the show for as low as 99 cents a month. It's a great deal. You are supporting small podcasts who, you know, during this pandemic are, are really we're out there. We're, we're, we're basically like frontline workers, if you think about it. Very true. You know, you're Very true. You're sitting at home with your positive COVID diagnosis. You're stuck for 14 days indoors. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Listen to Pod About Pod. Yeah, it's the only way to get better. Yeah, I mean, and we're we're right there with you. We have yeah. now 50 episodes, 50 official episodes in the bow, books. Bow, bow, bow. This yeah. is number 50. We made it, guys. Yes, we Start made the shower it. Shower of confetti. That's right. We made it. You made it. Damn. Everyone made it's it. It's a marathon. It's a marathon, man. That's right. It is. We've completed a lap. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, 50, 50 episodes. It's very exciting. And, uh, you know, as your uh, frontline work podcast worker, we just want to welcome you to the show. Hope you're Bill Coleman. Hope you're sitting down. <laughs> relaxing maybe you're driving yeah let us know how you listen what are you what are you doing when are you working are you 
driving? Are you sitting and intently listening? What are you what are you doing to listen to Pod About Pod? Let us know. You can reach out to us on Instagram. You can email us at podaboutpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Let us know. Do we sound better in your car? In your ear ear pods or whatever? Yep. On your kitchen radio? I do have to admit. On Chromecast? I do have to admit I do listen to the show from time to time in my car just to, you know, test the audio quality, just to yeah. uh, make sure everything sounds okay. Quality control. That's what we bring to the table here at Pod About Pod is quality control. Absolutely. The car is the number one test. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm sure when you were in the band, anytime you made anything, you're like, we got to hear it in the car. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we really did. I mean, yeah, that that is sort of the test. I, I read an article about Eddie Van Halen um, that that's how he would listen to everything. He would like really? record something and then immediately bring it out to the car. And go for a drive wow. and listen to it and see where he wanted to make tweaks from there. And that was sort of Makes his sense. monitor referencing was via car. Yeah. It's hard, though. Yeah. I mean, because like sometimes you want to make your audio quality sound good in that environment. But then it also has to sound good on like a little iPhone speaker, too. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. that's got to be the hardest test of all of them. The, yeah, you know, usually the iPhone speakers sound fine, or Andrew, I'm sure well, cell phone speakers sound fine for podcasts. But it's you know when here's where I have a hard time listening to a podcast on a phone is when they don't have microphones that bring the voice forward and there may be two people sharing one microphone and there's a lot of room noise and echo. Yeah. Listening on small speakers is kind of painful. Um, I can't, I can't get, I I would have to, if, if it was, if the subject matter is really interesting and I'm going to listen to a podcast with that kind of audio quality, I'm probably going to try to go to my computer yeah. And at least round out some of that sound a little bit with slightly better speakers, just because um, on the phone, it's too much. But sometimes you're in a situation where you're maybe on a lunch break or you're working out on the field and that's all you have. And you stick your phone in a cup to amplify it. And mm-hmm. that's all you got. You know, it sucks when you are doing that and it sounds like a phone call, though. Like yeah. where the those guys are only on AirPods or something like like I've proven. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it's weird when it actually sounds like a phone call. Like you do want a little bit of a step up in voice quality when you're listening to when you, a debate or whatever. Sure. Yeah. You want to try at least. I, I mean, not it wasn't it, for 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 everyone out there who is, um, you know, starting your podcast and you don't have a, a microphone yet and. You know, you, you use what you have and that's fine. You got, you just get started, you know? Yeah. But I would say that one of the interesting things about this pandemic is I think so many people are used to now hearing zoom calls and interviews. If you look at like TV shows, they're like conducting all their like late night shows like Conan and Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel. They're all doing their interviews over Zoom now. Yeah. And so people are kind of used to it. I think at this point, there's less of like a a ding against you for mm-hmm. for not 
having the quality, the audio quality in place. I remember I was watching real time with Bill Maher and he had John Leguizamo on and not that I'm a big fan of John Leguizamo or anything, but I have nothing against him either. Um, but he he was on a Zoom call and he was in a really echoey room and it was like really they could like Bill Maher couldn't talk to him that well because it was like they were missing each other, kind of not really understanding each other. It was kind of painful to watch. So, yeah, yeah it does make a big difference, especially the lag. You yeah, know? It's, it's especially painful if you turn on the news and you see that. Say it again. Say it again. Sorry. I think we just I just I think we just ex- technical difficulty. I think we just showed a good example of <laughs> keep your AirPod in your ear. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, like if you go on the news and they have a uh, uh, like an on-site person and they're on air AirPods, you're just like, yeah. come on, man, <laughs> what happened? Speaking of AirPods, did you see that Apple? just uh announced the airpods max yeah i did they're good looking headphones they're they're also 550 dollar headphones i know and you know what's crazy when i read that my immediate reaction was yeah there's a market for that oh they're already (laughs) sold out yeah of course there's a market for that they're already (laughs) sold out yeah um i mean to to me that's uh an exorbitant amount for headphones uh even even for audio files um i i don't I, i first off i don't really do a lot of headphone music listening to begin with yeah and uh, I don't own any wireless headphones. Headphones for me are mostly used in the context of podcasting or making music. I don't yeah. really casually. I'm not like on a subway listening to, you know, big headphones. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, they're, they're just not something I do. I don't listen to ear pods or I'm sorry. Uh, air. Yeah, th- I'm sorry. What are they called? AirPods. 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 Yeah. God, Jesus. AirPods, such, yeah. A, such an old <laughs> guy. Uh, <laughs> I don't listen to AirPods like out, like on the train. Like I don't like listen to them out in public or anywhere. So like, I'm just not the demographic for peep for a person who wants headphones. You are someone on an airplane. You, you would be the person. Um, yeah. I, I'll tell you if you work in like vast expanses, yeah, you gotta have, you gotta have something, man. Cause you can run your battery low on, on your phone. If you're just like listening to, podcasts all day that are going through the speaker yeah you definitely conserve battery mm. um a lot i can i can go almost you know almost a full work day maybe maybe eight hours on yeah. a full charge and pair of airpods and that's with like podcasts or brutal metal playing yeah <laughs> which is definitely pushing the battery in some way <laughs> 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 that's funny i wonder if there's like a study for that to see if like you know which uh, music <laughs> like if, 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 takes if, most battery <laughs> that's funny um yeah i i uh i don't i i think i think 550 is still a lot for headphones i don't think that uh for me i i'm sure that there's a buyer for it i just can't imagine apparently sony makes 
a noise canceling headphone for about $250. And that's kind of the one that everyone kind of likes a lot is mm. this like one Sony. I don't know the exact name because I'm not really in the headphone space uh, of, of tech. I'm not really following headphones, but this is Apple. So like I follow Apple. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the $250 Sony's are very, very good. Like, at, like they're the ones Apple were kind of trying to beat was this $250 uh, pair of headphones. And to now have these $550 headphones is that's like a PlayStation five. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of money for headphones. And when I see that price, I'm, I'm just wondering, I'm like, what is that experience? Like, what does 550 get you that I, I, I know that Apple doesn't always put out things that they're not always the first one to come out with the feature, but they, I know that they don't put things out unless they feel like they've done it correctly. Right. And I'm wondering what they are, how, what makes them feel that this is worth that? Like yeah. if I put these on and it changes me as a person, <laughs> right? Know, or it just changes the way I feel about sound altogether. Is that, is that what's going to happen? You know, I, I mean, could uh, they revolutionize headphones. Cause I know you could spend like two grand on a pair of headphones too. If you're a real audiophile. Yeah. I think that that might be, it will, you know, when they release the, um, Mac Pro, mm-hmm. and it was they they also released the uh, XDR monitor that was six thousand dollars for the for the for the monitor. <laughs> that monitor was not meant to be in competition with consumer grade monitors. That was meant to be in competition with um video editing houses. Uh, high-end reference monitors that are like $25,000 in Hollywood. You know, so there were monitors much more expensive. And what Apple was able to do was get, I would say, 90% of that performance into a package at $6,000. And what a lot of people are saying about the AirPods Max is that that could be a similar situation, as you were sort of saying, that like maybe... They're not trying to compete with that Sony headphone, but more they're trying to compete with the sixteen hundred or two thousand dollar studio headphones. Yep, that and, makes sense. And 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 doing it at five hundred and fifty is a is a bargain in that context, but. They're also wireless and wireless has a sort of um, limitation on the audio spectrum. So that I can't see that being the case. They would have to uh, be wired and they don't currently have any wire that can be put into them. So you can't use them in a wired mode. So they're only wireless so they really seem to be very consumer they don't seem to be pro and that's probably why they didn't give them a pro designation versus max designation you know max is there a chance that they've revolutionized the uh, getting sound through the bluetooth like 
Not that I could see. I mean, each one has what's called an H1 chip in it, and that's supposed okay. to help with um, spatial audio. So, like, if you move your head around, it actually will get you closer or further away from directional audio, like in gaming and in movies in particular. So like things like that are in there. Uh, But I don't think it's anything um, that's going to improve the fidelity beyond what's already available via Bluetooth. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've also never used them. So I'm basing this on just some videos I watched on it from uh, Unbox Therapy and uh, Marquez Brownlee. And uh, there was one other video I watched, uh, Not Your Average Consumer, I think is the the channel, although I don't remember okay. the guy's actual name. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 so just, you know, another piece of tech that's out there. It's Apple, you know, at Pod About Pod, where, where you know, we often discuss uh, Apple and Tesla stuff here uh, as sort of gadget nerds uh, in our own way. Innovation so. fans. Yeah. <laughs> So those came out this week. Um, I would personally never get them. And I have a lot of Apple products, but I personally would never get those. They just I'm not a headphone person to begin with. I have yeah. my Audio Technica headphones that I'm using right now. And and even these, I, I actually am in the market to change these because the, the ear cups are too small. I want something mm. with bigger ear cups that cover my because like, these sort of press on my ears and it hurts by the end of recording these podcasts, my ears always hurt. Yeah. Um, so I want to get, I want to get, uh, out of that. I want to get there. I don't know what brand they are, but they're these big cups and they have like almost like a gray felt like cloth, uh, okay. ear cup that look mm-hmm. really comfortable. And I think there's a few manufacturers that have that design. So I think I'm going to look into those at some point next year. But yeah, that's that's uh, that's headphone news, guys. I don't <laughs> it is amazing talking about a five hundred and fifty dollar pair. And it I seems think, crazy I think to I, me. I, I mean, like I the ones I use just for this podcast and, and you know, noodling around on GarageBand were nineteen dollars, you yeah. know. <laughs> it's the it, same audio technica that you can get on Amazon, you know? Right. Yep. That is what it is. It's, it's, it's just like in musical instruments. A lot of the times it's not the instrument. It's, it's how you use it. Right. So the other thing that I had on my plate today, not really a, uh, that was an unintentional pun. <laughs> Is I want to revisit the pink salad ambrosia topic just for one (laughs) one more episode, because today I actually went and looked up on Google Images what pink salad. I was showing someone what pink salad looks like, and then I looked up a picture of what ambrosia looks like. These are different dishes. Okay, we need to. I just want to. So the ambrosia that I saw has okay. like multicolored marshmallows in it and is a whipped cream mm-hmm. based dish. Um, whereas the pink salad is uh, pink all the way through. It's actually 
pink, whereas like mm-hmm. ambrosia is like white with like colors from the marshmallows. So maybe I don't maybe like when when uh, your people make it, they use pink marshmallows and that's what makes it pink. But yeah. I've seen it made with multicolored marshmallows with like orange and green and red. And so like it has and it has fruit in it. It is a similar kind of a thing. And yeah. I've had that I think, before. I don't think the the color that uh, just from what I've seen, the color never was uh, about the marshmallows. I think the the pink comes from the cherries that they add. Um, the juice from the cherries changes yeah. the color. I think. I don't know. I uh, <laughs> all I knew was there's some sweet like dessert type thing that seems to be under the table right now <laughs> while we're eating dinner. <laughs> well, okay. So it here- always it always felt like it was wrong, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so this is be like an, an ambrosia. Okay. Um, now I'm holding up a picture uh, mm-hmm. from Food Network to Ryan. And you can see it's like a multicolored white dish, and there are cherries in it. See, that looks like all chunks and barely any cream or whatever. It is you know? very chunky. Like, and all the pictures uh, that I, that was an Alton Brown recipe. This, oh, okay, here's Real House Moms. <laughs> this is, yeah. This I've seen. This is more what I recall it looking like. And and maybe I should put these now that we've dragged this out for three episodes. <laughs> um, we have to get to the bottom. Of I'll this. put this on our Instagram <laughs> so you guys can see it, too. But that see that there's like green yep. and pink and orange and there's a cherry. Mm-hmm. And that's I've seen this. I've had this. This is good. Yeah. That it, it, again, the, the, like I've never seen it with multicolor marshmallow. Imagine those were all white, and that's what I've had. And that's also an insane amount of marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it, all the ones that I've seen didn't have that. I I also feel like this is probably like uh like when people talk about sauce. Now this is maybe what more what you're thinking of, right? That that kind of a texture. It looks closer. Yeah. That also looks like it's got way more stuff and and like the ratio of uh whatever that is, yeah. whipped cream or cottage cheese or whatever. Okay. Is, uh, it seems different too. I bet you it, it, every family probably makes a crazy version of this. So Here's what this says. says Ambrosia salad is a creamy fruit salad loaded with pineapple, mandarin, oranges, coconut, and miniature fruit-flavored marshmallows. Fruit-flavored marshmallows? Yeah. Are the colored colored marshmallows different flavors? Uh, According to this, yeah. (laughs) I thought that was just a color. It's a state. It's been around for years. It's uh, a it's with its silky sweet whipped cream based dressing, plenty of soft mini marshmallows and an abundance of juicy, colorful fruit. Ambrosia salad may be a bit different than from other salads you're used to seeing around potlucks and parties like a frog eyed salad, which I don't know what that is. 
Oh, whoa. <laughs> but I promise that you, it's every bit as good, if not better. This classic salad has been a staple for decades. Maybe your grandmother has made it for you. And the version I'm sharing of you today, uh, uh, this God, I can't fucking read. And the <laughs> version that I'm sharing today is made with a simple from scratch dressing only takes 10 minutes to assemble. What is ambrosia? Ambrosia salad is a variation from a traditional fruit salad that has been that came from classic southern recipe that's usually served at Thanksgiving or Christmas. As an adult with a newfound love for ambrosia fruit salad, I wish I'd caught on to this heavenly salad aptly named ambrosia, meaning food of the gods sooner. Wow. I had no idea what I was missing out on. And if you've never tried ambrosia salad for yourself, you're in for a real treat. <laughs> so that's ambrosia salad, which I have had and I, I am aware of it. Now I'm going to look up pink salad. <laughs> yes, because this is 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 what pink salad looks like it's hmm. straight up pink and Actually, that looks a lot closer to what i'm used to oh really <laughs> yeah and this is um this looks like i mean i'm i'm just showing him this picture through the 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 the, the facetime camera but it it looks like pink cottage cheese yeah, it almost looks like it could be like a pink frozen yogurt with a bunch of uh, little fruit bits in it or walnuts or whatever. So this is a jello salad that's called gelatin salad is a salad made with flavored gelatin, fruit and sometimes grated carrots. Other ingredients may include <laughs> cottage cheese, cream cheese, marshmallows, nuts or pretzels. Oh, man. <laughs> 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 for, for example, a jello salad might have green from a lime flavored gelatin, white from bits of cottage cheese, and orange from fruit cocktail, or red from the jello itself. Therefore, it has a salad appearance, small pieces of food all mixed together, but is fluffy and light in texture. Pink salad that's both a dessert and a side dish. And that's what I was explaining, that it's like mm. when we had it at our family, it was like served with the meal as a side dish. Yeah. To avoid runny or watery salad, make sure you completely drain your fruit to further remove moisture. Okay. Um, yeah, God. Uh, there. This pretty and pink salad is tasty and great. Pink salad, however, if you don't like the pink color, you could substitute red Jello. Select the oh, select the type of cottage cheese based on the amount of milk fat, regular cottage cheese, or reduced fat. So yeah, you so like this. Uh, ha, oh right, walnuts. Since my family has pecan trees and the nuts, I use pecans in my pink salad. You could try substituting walnuts. That's It would typically have walnuts in it. It would typically probably have like oranges or pineapple, one of the two. And uh, oh, and so evidently the gelatin is not cooked. It's not made. So like here's the ingredients. It looks like the, the gelatin's that little pink. 
Yeah. They don't actually cook the jello. <gasps> okay. No, I think they just mix it with uh, the cream. What's the difference between ambrosia salad and this? Mm, there we go. Ambrosia is a type of fruit salad. Most ambrosia recipes contain canned or fresh pineapple, canned mandarin oranges, slices of fresh orange sections, miniature marshmallows, and coconut. It is a more retro salad from the past, still a classic. The pink salad uses some of the same fruit but relies on the jello, cottage cheese, and Cool Whip to create more of a modern salad with a more uh, with a smooth and lighter texture. Doesn't it feel funny that we keep saying salad? <laughs> <laughs> you you know, you're blowing my mind, dude, because I'm realizing now that you and I did have the same thing and I've never had ambrosia. Because <laughs> <laughs> my mom definitely was putting jello in this. And uh, she, dude, I'll tell you what, she even innovated. My mom innovated this shit. She eventually replaced all the fruit with uh, uh, watermelon and made it watermelon oh. salad like that wow yeah dude well it sounds it sounds like it's an adaptable recipe it sounds like you can kind of do whatever you want with it yeah you know like you can change lime you can change green you can change i've seen i've seen pink salad as green before i have seen that oh and i think people do it like maybe pistachio yeah might be a a way to do that that Um, makes a lot of sense the pink salad, uh, what this salad pairs well with. The pink salad adds a pretty spot of color to almost any meal. It provides a fresh, bright taste to a country lunch of sandwich, country lunch of sandwiches, barbecue, and fried chicken. It's a sweet salad, but you could do creamy cucumber salad too. So it sounds like adaptable. Ooh. Yeah, imagine that with cucumber. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, do you like you like cucumber? I do like cucumber. Yeah, me too. Um, I like cucumber watermelon together. So maybe, yeah. maybe you and your mom could collaborate and uh, <laughs> make a cucumber watermelon pink salad. Um, that was my favorite beer, <laughs> cucumber watermelon. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's it's it's a cold dish, and so I think we we finally got to the oh so the, here's the ingredients. Just so if any of you want to write this down. Here you go. 16 ounces of cottage cheese, 8 ounces of Cool Whip, 14 ounces of mandarin oranges drained, 20 ounces crushed pineapple drained, 1 to 3 ounce box of red jello, cherry, strawberry, or raspberry, depending on your preference, pecans for garnish, 16 ounces of maraschino cherries. Love it. Um, And that is from... Southern eats and goodies.com. Makes sense. I just, I can't believe that I've known this as ambrosia this whole time. And there is a deciding factor between those <laughs> gelatin. Yeah. Yeah. That seems to be the main. Uh, well, and, and the marshmallows too. Yeah. Did you, um, did you happen to see any of the like, uh, recipes that people like, like high end chefs do for their ambrosia? No, it's the opposite. Oh, really? <laughs> Anything that any family in America is doing. <laughs> it's healthy. Oh, God. Kale ambrosia. 
Yeah, yeah, no joke, right? And squash, like, <laughs> squash and kale ambrosia with marshmallows. It looks like Whole Foods made it. Like it, it's incredible, dude. That's funny. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know why that kept sticking with me. I just felt like we, we were still talking about different things, and so. <laughs> I totally forgot about the the gelatin aspect of it because that is a that does separate it from being a like cool whip salad, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think uh it you know, so for those of you who, who wanna uh experiment with your ambrosia and cool whip salads, pink salads, cold dish salads, this is a salad. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. wanna if you wanna eat just raw sugar and call it a salad. And then tell your boss or your wife or your your husband that you're, you know, eating salad. You, yeah. you can do that. Pot about pod said, this is a salad. Get away from me. We should make our <laughs> own salad, a pot about pod Dude, salad. Yes. Maybe we yes. should come up with a, a recipe of our own. <laughs> a pot about pod jello salad. Yes. Okay. We can do our favorite recipes. We'll work on that. Maybe we'll make the yeah. watermelon, cucumber, pink salad as the the pot about pod salad. There you go. That could be possible. Can we put booze in it somehow? Probably yeah, not. Of course. Booze and cottage <laughs> cheese. I don't know if that's a great combination, but it. Today, we're making vodka watermelon salad today, <laughs> folks. Uh, <laughs> I feel like booze might be helpful. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> You know what's funny too? Uh, speaking of gelatin, did I ever tell you about the cake that I, uh, my mom used to make me growing up? No. It's, uh, she would take a white cake mix and then throw in the key lime pie gelatin mix oh, into that. Yeah. And then put the appropriate amount of water. Yeah. And the entire outside of the cake was like burnt orange, it would look like. Okay. You cut into it, neon green. Wow. Neon green, dude. And the gelatin makes like a crazy cake texture. Interesting. And then it would be whipped cream on top. That's awesome. Key lime pie cake. Yeah. Wow. Shout out to you, mom. There it is. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds good. Damn. Yeah, I actually um and I remember we, we were talking about um that tomato soup cake last time and i i did find the recipe to that it's like more of like a gingerbread but it has tomato soup in it i i, I should have grabbed it before the show went really yeah. that still blows my mind i know <laughs> all right well let me go get it i'll, I'll go get it hold yeah, on let me see i know exactly where it is hold on <laughs> this is a new segment we're trying out uh pot about pod kitchen um, classic dishes that we are remixing. <laughs> We're All doing right. pot about pod kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so I back everyone. Uh, let's see. Boop, boop, boop. Here we go. So this is in a bunt cake pan. Okay. How old school is this recipe, by the way? Like, is this pretty, pretty old? I'd imagine this is old. I I, I don't know why they would. Um... Yeah, the tomato soup is sort of the. 
it's 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 the main wet ingredient so it's the the binder of everything it's gingerbread mix two cans of tomato soup two eggs and a third a cup of water a third a third of a cup or i'm sorry three quarters of a cup of walnut three quarters of a cup of raisins so it's wow. two cans of tomato soup. Now, when you would eat this, is it sweet in any way or? Uh, it's mainly like a gingerbread. Okay. It's, right. it's, it's mostly, you don't even taste the tomato soup at all in it. Um, it's weird. I don't, I don't, I, 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 I get the impression that this was like one of these recipes that like came from out of necessity. There, there, there had to have been a reason. I don't know why. Depression era kind Some, of stuff. Something like that. Yeah. Only tomatoes were growing that year. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like maybe. Oh, instead of milk, maybe milk was hard to come by. Oh, that makes sense. I don't know. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I, I guess I, I, I guess I could probably Google search it, and. <laughs> Stay tuned, folks, and for find out. Episode. Let's all right. Let's let's <laughs> let's let's see if we can find any history on this thing. And what's it called? Tomato soup cake. Tomato soup cake. <laughs> I feel like we're talking about the poorest dishes ever. <laughs> <laughs> Ambrosia. When we need salad, but we only have marshmallows, jello, and <laughs> oh, so this cheese. so this came from this was a, a a Campbell's tomato soup recipe. Okay, it was on the can. Oh, so here's here's the history. Okay, wow. So Um, so apparently this was a civil war era. <laughs> wow. <laughs> recipe. Um, okay. So no, you didn't. Okay. So this is uh, tomato soup cake history. And I'm just going to read this. No, you did not read the title of this thread incorrectly. I came across this recipe for the first time last weekend when visiting my boyfriend's family. His mother allowed me to look over some family recipes. I found this one labeled tomato soup cake, mystery cake, tomato soup and cake. What would ever, who would ever come up with such a thing and why? It turns out that the recipe originally surfaced around the time of the Great Depression. I ma it made a brief resurgence in popularity during World War II era due to rationing and the need to once again become creative with the ingredients one had on hand. Most recipes of this type of cake do not contain eggs, which are an important binding and flavor component of cakes. In lieu of eggs, a can of tomato soup is added, butter, and another binding flavor element. 
Two cake is also uh, on short order. Most variations of this recipe. Butter was another hard to find ingredient during rationing. And of course, too costly for many during the depression. While the below recreated recipe is made with sugar, oftentimes during World War II, other sweeteners were utilized like maple syrup, molasses, honey, and sorghum due to the rationing efforts. While I can attest to its flavor personally, my boyfriend's great aunt said it tastes very similar to a standard spice cake, yeah, which is true, or even carrot cake minus the carrots. She also recommended adding a large chopped Granny Smith apple instead of raisins if you want an extra moist cake. Also remember to lightly coat your raisins in flour to prevent the dreaded sinking to the bottom. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't know that that was a thing. Did not know that was a thing. And this is a recipe from Campbell's Soup circa 1945 and a very similar variation to the recipe above. So... Apparently, Campbell's Soup um, had a hand in making this cake. It's pretty incredible, soup company putting out baking recipes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> They're innovating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. So, I, a spice cake. I think spice cake is probably... Um, an apt description if you're familiar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of like a carrot cake, sort of. It would be very interesting to taste a, a tomato based thing that, you know, didn't it tastes like carrot cake. Well, what I like, it's, it's interesting that like there's carrot cake that I think nowadays is pretty popular. Oh, yeah. Most people like carrot cake. I love carrot cake. But and that's like a vegetable cake. Yep. And I like that as a kid, too, like, which is surprising. Carrot cake. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because it's not like the other cakes. No, it's healthier. Oh, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> is there a piece of you that thinks a little bit that carrot cake is is a little better for you than normal cake? I mean, it's, Mentally. it's clearly the salad of cakes. It's a, <laughs> Mentally, I actually do believe carrot cake is slightly better for you. Oh, yeah. Than no, normal I would cake. assume it. <laughs> like, I, I legitimately feel less guilt eating carrot cake than chocolate cake, <laughs> which yeah. is probably not wise. It's probably not. It's, it's not what you should be feeling. But isn't it amazing when you just eat the stuff that you're totally confident in, how much better you feel at the end? <laughs> it's just carrot cake you, you, has carrots. How how can it, like, be all bad? I mean, there's a portion yeah. in there that's vegetables. Yeah, absolutely. What about no, zucchini bread? No matter bread? how much butter I include. <laughs> what about zucchini bread? Zucchini bread. I have had that. That's good. Yeah. It's a, you know, salad of bread. It, uh, <laughs> what about there's nothing about yeah, Every time I've had any of these, it's always like, you know, we got to put it in enough salt and butter to make sure this is edible. <laughs> <laughs> what about, what about banana bread? Ah, oh, dude. Yeah. No, yeah, no that's, that's healthy. <laughs> the one thing about banana bread that I'm not a crazy huge fan of is, that you have to have brown bananas for it. Yeah. 
I'm not yeah, almost bad. I'm yeah, that part I'm not crazy about. It bothers you. I am one of these people that I want a yellow banana. I am I'm the worst kind of banana American. <laughs> like I want a yellow and white banana and I want it to be like almost just like a little just almost unripe. Like mm-hmm. I don't and then if there's any brown or black on it, I'll take a knife out and cut it off. Like I won't even muscle yeah. through it. Like yeah, I'm I'm like and and like when you, yeah, well, you know what? The best kind is like banana split bananas. The ones that are like pretty much as they're fresh. Mm-hmm. No spotting, nothing. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 dude, <laughs> I used to be exactly that way. Yeah. Well, I, I worked at Hummel Hot Dogs uh-huh. for a little while, like a year almost. Mm-hmm. And the guy I worked with, Jose, this is like probably my age Mexican dude. It was very cool. He uh, one day at lunch, though, he saw me take that chunk off of the banana. And he, he, he saw, he's like, what, "What is wrong with that?" Yeah, I was like, "I was like, I, I don't, I don't like the color." He's like, "It's food." <laughs> and ever since that day, I'm like, Jose had a point. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just throwing away food. There's this. He's like, "It's inside the banana. What happened to it?" <laughs> There's a uh, vegan cyclist from Australia that I uh, would watch from time to time on YouTube. And he is like a banana vegan. He like only like mostly just eats bananas. And yeah. (laughs) And he he thinks that bananas, that's how you're supposed to eat them is when they're almost bad. When they're most of the, most of them say that you're supposed to have them when they're overripe. Yeah. When, when like, yeah. that's how he, he's like, you guys are not doing it right. Like they're not ready yet. <laughs> like you're missing out on nutrients. Like let them ripen, let them get spotty, let them get Brown. That's how they're supposed to be. And I'm yeah. like, hard disagree. <laughs> it's not the, it's definitely not the most enjoyable eating experience there's almost like, a, like that there's almost like an alcohol that had that that comes off of them when like a i don't know if it's fermented or what it is but it's mm-hmm. like you can feel it in your mouth and like your throat it converts to to something sugar something more sugary when it yeah. gets more brown like that yeah. yeah and it's still like even to this day like i will take that bite when the end is like brown or something but i'll mm-hmm. be like that's nah, not the taste. I'm. I, that's not the reason I open this banana. Yeah. It's the, yeah. I'm. I'm opening it. I want the the banana taste from the banana you're describing. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, Fairly soft yellow. Apparently, bananas uh, that as we eat them today are mm-hmm. uh, apparently very unsustainable for like the next several hundred years. Like they're like. Apparently, the way we've engineered bananas are not even like as good as they could be. Yeah. But they're the ones that pack the best and ship around the world the best. But oh, wow. at the same time, they can't. Uh, they're they're hard. They're a clone of of one strain of banana, and apparently the 
way you grow them and then have to cultivate the land to continue to grow them is like unsustainable for the demand on bananas and that like the banana industry is going to eventually have to wean the public off of these kinds of bananas and get the public to buy and be just other bananas, other kinds of strains of bananas that are comparable, but maybe don't look as pretty or aren't as big. Like there's, uh, there was a whole thing on, I think vice, uh, that I mm. watched about bananas and like how they are like, so, um, enormously popular yeah. and, uh, but unsustainable. There it's, I, I saw one thing on that and it, it's crazy to think that it's one of the most fragile cultivated crops we have, and it could just be gone yeah. soon. <laughs> That's th- that's wild to think of. I feel and also like- the fact that they grow them in the UK. Oh yeah, it was yeah. There no was idea. a British guy that that I yeah. that was talking about. That's right. I think was we that pro- mind blowing. I think we saw the same thing. <laughs> I, I don't I, I don't know if I saw the vice thing, but because it, the- I, I read about the the apparently like f- a major part of all the b- bananas <laughs> we see come from the UK. They were yeah because they were developed there. I had no idea they were they were hybridized there, mm. but they're no they're grown in they're grown in South America and I think the Philippines. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's it, it it's crazy to think, but they, I mean every banana that we see is the same typically. Yeah, it's a clone. Yeah, I've had those. Uh, what do they call them? Gro- gross Michelles or something like Big Mike bananas. You ever had those? No. Those are great. Those are the little stubby bananas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very good. And they have them in red, too. Weird. Um, yeah, banana. It, it, I, when I heard there's like different strains of bananas, I'm like, what? I feel <laughs> no like way. bananas would be good in an ambrosia salad. Hell yeah. Banana brosia. <laughs> Ambranana. Ambranana. Ambranana salad. Ambranana salad. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Maybe with that's the, with maybe, the banana gelatin. Maybe that's our pot about pod salad is an amber banana. Oh, dude. Jello. Banana on banana on banana. Yeah. Amber banana. <laughs> I like that. I like saying that. That's Am- such a funny name. Amber banana salad. Amber banana. That's it. You heard it here first, folks. Innovation. Pot about pod. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually at the end here. I think we we actually spent a whole episode talking about ambrosia salad again. So I don't know what the, that means for the state of our podcast. Is is our podcast about ambrosia salad? Is that what Pod About Pod is about? Did we just decide that our podcast is a podcast about ambrosia and pink salads? That's hilarious. I kind of feel like there's a market for a podcast only about fruit salads. That <laughs> this is our podcast about salads you would actually eat. <laughs> what, what, what what can we offer the 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 ambrosia salad community as a as a <laughs> podcast? Like I, like they have to have some place to congregate and maybe Maybe we should um, submit this podcast to the uh, Greater New England Ambrosia Society <laughs> and see what they 
<coughs> think of our episode. <laughs> That'd be so funny. <laughs> we should create the Ambrosia fan club if it doesn't exist. The great, the Greater New England Ambrosia Society of <laughs> Fruit Salad Enthusiasts. <laughs> The Ambrosians. The Ambrosians. <laughs> That's our country. <laughs> that, yeah, I think uh, that, that, I think we figured it out. I think that's what our podcast is about. We th- we've done <laughs> three episodes now. Fifty episodes in, we figured it out. We figured it out. End of the road, guys. This is it. We're changing the name, guys. Yeah. Pod about Ambrosia. <laughs> Ambranana. And banana. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh that's that's the show today, guys. It's uh it's a weird it's a weird 50th episode, but I think uh I wouldn't have it any other way. Absolutely not. And uh yeah, so coming up is uh we got Christmas pretty soon here. Yes. Let's see, how's this gonna work? Are we gonna be able to do an episode uh next week? What is next week? Next week would be a late recording. That's the 20th, right? Maybe. Yeah. Something like that. That would yeah, be. No, we you, can make, we can definitely make that happen. I'm hoping I'm not flying that day. It would be the 20th. Yeah. Yeah. But that would be a late, that would be will, a late recording. Yeah. That. No matter what, we have plenty of time to get it done before Christmas. I suppose that's true. Yeah. Yeah, cuz uh yeah, that would be a good week where I could do, I could do it on potentially a Monday. Yeah. We got to go all out. Yep, Christmas episode. Correctly. We got to fit Hanukkah in there too. Yeah, maybe we can um do like a a music episode again this year, do some uh share yeah. some 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 Christmas music, spread some some cheer. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> and maybe we'll uh, we'll listen to some Christmas music. Uh, maybe next some dog theme Christmas music. This time. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so yeah, guys. So that's that's our episode today. Again, you can find everything at podaboutpod.com. That's our email. That's our social media. That's all the listening platforms. You could also hit that support button. Ninety nine cents a month. It's not a bad deal if you think about it. No. But don't think about it too hard. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. Think Nike of, it. Think of all all the ambrosias that you will be provided yeah. over the years. Think about all the baby cents. all the baby ambrosias who need your help, and their cousins, <laughs> the ambrananas, that that need a home. All the little ambrosias, all the little ambrosians out there that need a place to live. That's what your 99 cents a month goes to. All the baby Ambrosians and the Ambrananas out there in the world that need a home. Yeah, with no stomachs to reside in. That's right. That's right. Well, that's going to do it for me. I'm Rob. And I'm Ryan. And we will see you in the next episode. Peace. Peace.